Is the sound okay on my end? Yeah, yeah, the sound's perfect. Cool. So, all right, my man, well, we are pretty much ready to rock and roll. So, hello and welcome to another episode of the High Light Language Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Hill, and we are here again, once again, to connect and respect get it clear we are here so today i have a longtime friend seth budai and me and him we go way back i'm talking to baby pictures and then like childhood five six years old seven years old and look at us we are now both trainers to have people step into their power so this has just been an epic journey to watch his journey him watching my journey and then us just being like dude we're like both trainers <laughs> and we're yeah. helping people really uh you know acclimate themselves to the more deeper connections that we have with mother earth the stars our body so it's just been an amazing thing to like uh witness in on my end but before we go into uh a little bit more about seth i do want to step in and do a little bit of our breathing practice together our three connecting breaths so these three connecting breaths they are three stabilizing breaths, three energizing breaths that we are going to take in, hold for a six count, and then let go with a sigh. And this sigh, I just want you to make it different every time. So just make the octaves go up, make the octaves go down, make it louder, make it quieter, whatever feels good for you. So we will begin here in three, two, one. Inhale, hold. let it go <sighs> inhale hold let it go <sighs> one more inhale hold and let it go <sighs> Love it, love it, love the three connecting breaths to again align us, align us with the energies and give yourself this chance to do your dance and receive all the information that is going to serve you for your highest good. So again, I was kind of touching on our relationship with myself and Seth, but we go way back. We are both trainers and I'm going to really dive deep into this conversation and we'll see where this goes, but a little bio on Seth. Seth Budai is a movement teacher based out of Asheville, North Carolina. Seth has been working in the wellness field for the last 15 years, teaching in multiple disciplines such as competitive martial arts, Olympic weightlifting, and natural movement. He is the founder and CEO of The Elemental Trainer, a coaching business that helps people reach their highest potential through movement, education, and embodiment practices. So again, dude, that, it just lights me up, that bio, like knowing that there are people on this earth like yourself kind of gives me hope and the rest of the global consciousness hope to just know that there's people out there willing to assist you in your movement journey, your embodiment practices, your spiritual journey, mental, emotional, and then obviously the physical journey because this is it. We have this body. We chose this time to live and now we want to expand connect with our higher selves, make ourselves feel well every single day. It's all about wellness. So here we go. Um, but Seth, if you want to like kind of go into your, to a little bit about yourself and uh, tell my listeners 
all that you offer. Yeah, right on. So my name is Seth Budai, as Jeremy mentioned. Uh, we've been friends for a very, very long time. Uh, like you mentioned, we got some some baby pictures together. We got some <laughs> some uh, growing up kind of pictures as the evolution of uh, who we have become and continue to become. Um, I started my movement journey um, kind of alongside Jeremy in some ways, uh, just kind of playing outside, playing in the dirt, enjoying, uh, you know, living your best life as, uh, as a lot of kids get to. Uh, when you get to just be outside and be barefoot and feel pretty carefree. And then as the evolution kind of occurred, um, a lot of things in my life, a lot of traumas and different things kind of led me down the path of um, reaching to find a, a sense of purpose, a sense of who I was, kind of a deeper connection to myself. And a lot of that came in the antithesis of my parents getting divorced and getting remarried and along with that came a bunch of stepbrothers getting into the picture so i kind of had a lot of my world rocked at a pretty young age and when that happened um it was kind of a return back to movement that allowed me to stay ground or allowed me to ground um, and allowed me to feel a sense of peace amongst the chaos uh, of what was going on and that's kind of when I dove deeper into the, the martial arts world and the, um, the martial arts world kind of gave me this sense of feeling like, oh, I can, I can do this. I can like take care of myself, uh, both on the practical sense of, you know, being able to do like self-defense kind of stuff and the more practical approaches of martial arts. But it was also kind of something that was deeper connecting there um, in terms of kind of finding the path back to childhood, back to that freedom that I felt when I was a kid. And that's something that has kind of stayed with me in my evolution of fitness education and learning more about movement, learning more about the body. And uh, as I've gotten to work with a lot of people, including other trainers, I've gotten to help people kind of discover that authenticity that most people have felt at some point in their lives. So it's usually, you know, going back to some type of childhood experience or some type of really early experience where people had that feeling of their body just being able to do what it wanted to and being able to feel carefree and feel that sense of belonging. And, um, and now my passion is really to help people feel what I felt when I kind of like got first brought back into the movement world after kind of uh, a lot of chaotic experiences in my life. And so now I get to enjoy seeing that light bulb moment when people realize like, oh, all the stories that people have told me about my body not being as strong or as capable as it actually is, I get to kind of demolish those things and allow people to feel more empowered that they are exactly what they have felt inside of their being, but not something that a lot of people have confirmed to them. Yeah, yeah, dude, that sounds absolutely amazing. And I think that that's it. Like, as kids, you know, we, I think even when we look back at our age and when we were kids, it's like, man, we were playing in the creeks, jungle gyms, wood chips, falling, scraping our knees and, you know, getting that good exposure to the earth where now kids are a little bit more, you know, technological, sitting behind screens and, and, uh, you know, this is it. I think that when we have uh, an opportunity to move our body and we moved our body well when we were kids but then as we grow older you know we have to revert back to that adolescency and that fun and find what 
really does move us in this physical form because the kid movements are what are challenging i know to most of my clients how to squat how to crawl how to hang how to do these certain things that really do tap into a lot of what the capability of the human is in that certain state that they're in right now and knowing you know a little bit about you i love your like natural movement stuff you got like challenges and ways to like you know get up and down off the ground and i'm like those are so important because those are like a sense of mortality and you know when we when we delve into conversations like this like you can kind of feel the passion behind seth i mean he had his life he had his occurrences and those boundaries that were set in place like he knew something intuitively in his soul was like these are ways that this universe is serving me to have me step into my greater self and my power and now through self-discovery we are able to you know share with others right the martial arts realm has has spoke to me as well taught me a lot about like discipline behind practice i mean not even like discipline but like daily you know um you know rituals and ceremonies that you need to have in order to encompass you know what you can bring to your vessel and then what you can actually have as a currency as your frequency that you bring to the world so Again, I love I love the passion behind, you know, all of your words and how you speak poignantly about it because, you know, this is it. How do we as like pretty, you know, avid movers get people to realize a little bit more uh, of of like what they're capable of? So the explanation of what we are, you know, wanting for, for them is is something I think that our demographic is very good with is like breaking it down and kind of making it more of this like elementary lingo around how to do things so that people can grasp and then grow and then glow right <laughs> and this is it so i love that dude because i mean it seems like you kind of gave us a, a very good origin story which kind of leads me into like how did you become the elemental trainer because obviously the elements you know earth water wind fire like dude i love it those were the first four episodes of the highlight language podcast you know so i'm like dude this is gonna be perfect so like how did you become like the elemental trainer you know how did you how did you encompass that i mean obviously i think the universe guided you but how did you uh you know come up with the name and and make it this uh you know this 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 uh the whole encompassment of who you are as the elemental trainer yeah i mean i think a, a big part of it has to do with the fact that uh from like a real simplistic place i was super inspired actually by a nickelodeon show which you may be familiar with you know the last airbender oh my gosh i just posted <laughs> that, that on our story <laughs> yeah so you know that that ironically when i watched that i was actually in a really uh bad place in my life but it was a it was a very like kind of cool connection for me of like all the different things that kind of create balance within like our earth right like right. there is this sense that like you know fire has both like negative properties or you could say like or bad properties even and it has positive properties like it can destroy a home but it can also create warmth to keep you you know alive at night mm -hmm. so there is like these weird elements where every element does have like the the yin and the yang like it has those opposites and that's something that's been always very near and dear to my heart is helping people to get pulled from the extreme of what they live in so if somebody is extremely cool calm and collected i'm going to bring the chaos <laughs> and if somebody is you know constantly stressed out and is you know just 
maxed out, I'm going to be bringing that cool, you know, water kind of flowy type energy to them. And that's really at my heart. That's what I want to do is help people to discover balance within themselves and within their bodies. And balance to me is like really what the elemental trainer is all about. It's not about like, okay, fire means, you know, when I was, when I was kind of first putting it together, it was very much kind of a, a hodgepodge of what the superficial side of me wanted to believe about kind of what it was. So I was like, well, fire can represent this and water can represent this. But as I've, uh, I've now been kind of doing my own thing now for, for at least, I guess like almost two years now. And, um, and what I've kind of come to discover the deeper layers of, you know, what I think was on my heart on the front end with even creating the name is just this idea of balance. Like it's really where all of it comes from is that, you know, the reason why all these different elements exist is because if one of these didn't exist, there would be a disturbance. There would be a um, non-balance, right? Or a, um, uh, a void to a certain extent, like okay. something that can only suck and can't give. Like the, the idea behind balance is that it's creating life. It's creating this sense of um, um, inspiration or the sense of yeah. flow, um, creation, that kind of thing. And so that's, I think, at the heart of what I'm trying to impart to people is less about, you know, this like I said, like a representation of this element meaning this or this element meaning this, and really more about, you know, what are you currently doing and what as a person who hopefully can influence you in a slightly different direction, um, how can I create balance in that way? So it's kind of pushing people not just to be uncomfortable. You know, I think there's, especially within the world of, you know, fitness training that, you know, we both have been exposed to a lot there is this kind of like underlying sense that like being uncomfortable is like the key to change. And while I think there's a layer of truth to that, I think people tend to prioritize being uncomfortable over actually creating balance in their life. Right. So like if people feel like, you know, okay, I'm stressed out to the max. What do I need to do? I need to stress myself out more. I need to go to the gym and like grind it out and like do it. And it, instead of like, okay, maybe I just need to like, take a couple of days off and just need to go on vacation. And I need to like take care of my body in a more holistic way. And that's really, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of the, um, I always tell <laughs> people who are working with me, like whatever the thing that you love to do and the thing that you're doing on a regular basis that like lights you up, I'm going to be the polar opposite of that. So just be aware of that on the that front end. Awesome. Like I'm, I'm probably not going to be like, uh, you know, I might be a person that you like later on, but on the front end, I may not be the person you like that much because I am going to be the one that's kind of pushing the envelope, trying to get you to go to areas that you don't want to go to, which, you know, for some people, like I said, that can be a very relaxing place, but a place that feels very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Right. And I, I mean, that's it. Like we are here on this earth to ruffle feathers, you know, so I get that completely. And that's what's kind of taken me into the more healing realms of, uh, you know, training. Uh, because again, I, I was in the commercial gym industry and watching a lot of strain and pain and people coming in happy, happy, happy. And then there's that one day where it's just like, dude, F you, Jeremy, I don't even want to talk to you. It's like kind of thing. But I think that that's it. When you have 
I mean, the name of your business is very intriguing, like the elemental trainer, because a lot of people, you know, don't integrate the elements with their life. And, you know, I, I love how you are like the polar opposite, too, because that's going to really ruffle some feathers. They're not going to want to go through that stuff. But usually what you don't want to do is what's going to like really streamline you to higher greatnesses of your truest self, right? So again, balancing the elements and, you know, realizing when people are hot to cool them off and when they're cool to heat them up, you know, like that's it. And then like, cause, cause this is the realms that I've been stepping into is like, you got, you know, earth, air, wind and fire. And now this like ether, like the etheric realms, like all this energy that's in abundance around us. And with like Tai Chi and, um, you know, yoga practices, meditation practices, a lot of breath work, and I'm, I'm sure that's something that you do, um, is, 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 is really amplifying my, my people. And then like kind of saying to them, I'm like, what would you rather do? You want to go for a three mile run or do you want to like do 10, 15 minutes of breath work with me? You know, like we can, we can make this a more easy and graceful road, but like, Again, trainers are not here to like, oh, you're good at this, we'll practice this and this only. We are here to like unlayer the self, peel back, and then also unpack what you are on that true core essence, right? So it's just amazing. Like, um, so something I wanted to, to talk to you about is like, like how do you incorporate the elements? Like what, what's one of your maybe personal or something that you do with your clients? Like how do you incorporate these elements into your, your training method? Yeah, I mean a, a huge part of it is that I, for a long time, I have always had a passion for getting people outside because I do believe that stimulus is the mark of like how you can develop um, almost like adding, you know, octane to your gas tank. Like it, it's this huge boost in terms of when your body gets more stimulus, you're able to create new layers of how you think about things, how you move, how much awareness is there, all these different things. Um, and even people who are like ADD or ADHD or, you know, the layers of like, you know, getting very distracted. The ironic thing is most people, when you take them outside, those things tend to get better not worse which you would think if you're taking and putting more stimulus you feel like that would go the other way but for whatever reason when you have all these layers around you you've got you know tons of life you know springing around you you also have tons of complexity with what you're having to deal with your mind is way more active and it has to stay more active in order to protect you and so there is this like beautiful approach where now that i'm kind of switched over throughout you know the pandemic where gyms were not an option and so it gave me the opportunity i was already training some people outside but it gave me the opportunity to basically just say like listen this is the option so we're gonna be training outside like regardless of weather or whatever and uh, it's been a really enlightening experience in terms of seeing radical change over the course of you know maybe working with somebody for two or three years indoors and then switching them to outdoors and seeing double the progress in half the time, yeah. like being able to interact with and, you know, to kind of bring it back to your question about elements, like the elements of what is happening. So like a great example of this is like when it's raining, we still train in the rain. And the, the kind of beautiful aspect to it is that there's always, like you were saying, like there's this, um, 
or I don't know which one of us was saying this, but there's always kind of this balance between, you know, water has fire as kind of its antithesis, right? And so, you know, I do a lot of boxing and kickboxing and the training that I do with individuals. And it's a very fire oriented, you know, kind of fire in your belly, get things revving up. Like, you know, it's usually where, you know, if you got rage, you got anger, you got, you know, elements to blend in or tie in with that. When it's raining outside, that is typically the time that we pull out the antithesis of the element that is actually existing, right? right? So if it's raining outside, we're boxing, we're kickboxing, we're like, we're heating the engine up, right? right? And, you know, I think Wim Hof is a great example of that, where it's like, yeah, he's in the cold, but the ironic thing about it is that he's really the master of fire, like he's the master of understanding the antithesis of his environment. And that's really like what I aim to do in creating that balance is, we have this exposure to what's happening in our environment. And then we literally train to embody the opposite of that element to create a sense of balance in ourselves and in our environment. That's awesome. Yeah. I've always said that like whenever it's raining outside and you know, some people are down in the dumps, I'm like, every drop of rain that touches your body touches your skin is extra hydration so i'm like oh it's free hydration day get outside you know it's not us like standing under rain uh, uh umbrellas and stuff like we got to get out there and get that free hydration and feel that energy and that pulse from the earth that is like the balance right like we need the rain for the flowers to grow we need the sun we need the heat to grow the flowers more it's like when we get in touch with our deepest wants and needs and we want to progress like somebody's working with you to progress their certain state that they're in right now so getting them uncomfortable getting them outside balancing the elements like getting in the rain and then boxing and doing all this good stuff like watch how now again i love how you go outside because that's one thing i like to tell my people too is like we're really confined by these like houses and the squares that we live in and I was on a pyramid retreat recently and like we were sleeping in pyramids and just like the energy of conversation inside the pyramids were so much more lit. It was like amazing. So like when you get outside, watch how the human has the opportunity to expand. Like I would train outside every single day, you know, if I could, but I was in the commercial gym industry with all these different equipment and this and that. But I would find myself taking my clients outside <laughs> and then we'd come inside, lift for a little bit and then maybe even finish outside because there's so much opportunity and so much expansion available when you do step outside. So like getting people outside and I, I know that because uh, because me and you have this similarity and I was like a couple like the first things I saw about you. I'm like, dude, look at Seth getting his barefoot exposure. He's in the mud. He's in the muck. He's, he's getting his feet dirty. Like, I love that about you. I'm going on my barefoot hikes too. Cause like, again, I, I don't know, like if you've heard of like earth runners, the sandals and stuff like I love those, but there is like no comparison to just going barefoot, climbing a tree, walking on rocks and getting in the muck, you know, and, and feeling that, that earth connection, right? the earth element is here and like when we engage with that earth element watch how now the other other elements will just you know start to coalesce as well and they'll come into your space the breeze will come through you know the water will 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 see the stream and like all right my feet are dirty i'm gonna go wash them off real quick and you're you know walking your heart races heart getting a little bit up there 
Avatar. Yeah, bird swoops down you, your heart goes up. You know, this is it. The fire's lit. So I love that, Seth. I love that about you and how and how you incorporate all the elements into your practice and then don't get shied away from going out in the rain or going out in a, a misty morning or it's like, you know, we got mud on the ground. Well, I'm going to still go, you know, to the jungle gym. We're going to do our pull-ups and, and it, there, there's, there's elements at, you know, that are challenging us, but here we go. This is us. We got to challenge the others. We got to, you know, it, healing is healing and training is always a two way street too. So you're like seeing somebody step into their uh, power and getting out of their comfort zone. And then you feel empowered. Like, look at them, look at them actually doing some of their due diligence of like connecting with that opposite of intuition sometimes. Cause the brain is like this, this, constant churner of you know doubt sometimes and then you go to the heart container and here's your real answers and it's like i know you don't want to go out in the rain or the snow or something like that but like let's do it let's see how the experience can maybe have more expansion around it because i think that's it we are here to expand expand the global consciousness and you know not be so afraid of the elements right so that's amazing brother i love how you have done that and i i, I love your incorporation of the elements so I know as your journey was progressing, you were doing a lot of like MoveNat stuff. And I've always liked MoveNat and like how they're more into like, you know, animal movements, like parkour, climbing trees, learning how to hang properly and squat and do all this stuff. So I just wanted to like kind of ask you maybe how, how that's going for you, if you're still doing it, if it is, uh, you know, something that you, you know, incorporate with your training. So if you want to elaborate on that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how much your, uh, you know, your listeners are familiar with MoveNet, but MoveNet in a nutshell is basically a physical education system that is meant to help to, or it's meant to enable people to kind of reclaim what they had when they were a kid, that sense of freedom, that sense of ability, that sense of capability, where, you know, if you wanted to, you know, sprint until you, you know, just couldn't sprint anymore, or if you wanted to climb a tree, or if you wanted to, you know, all those things that a lot of us had the ability to do at some point, MoveNet is kind of a education system pulling people back towards that. So it's not just, uh, you know, okay, get outside and try it. Right. Because, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of there's a lot of life that they've lived since they were a kid. And so there's a lot of traumas. There's a lot of things that, right. you know, keep them from being able to just go right to that. And so what MoveNet and the reason why I got interested in MoveNet a while back was because it was the first time I had seen somebody actually create a system to allow somebody who had very little to no experience in moving their body in that way, right? Moving, that bo moving their body the way they had when they were a kid and very systematically slowly bringing them back to, okay, we're gonna just learn how to crawl on the ground. We're gonna learn how to slowly get up off the ground. Wow. We're gonna learn how to slowly, you know, what is your gait? What does your posture look like? How comfortable and confident are you with your movement? And then how can you take those individual movement patterns and kind of create a, a container where you can feel really safe in your progressions? So, um, yeah, so it got me really interested in it a while back. And then I kind of slowly uh, got more and more experience and more and more education in that world. And then um, I eventually got to where I was a team in, or am a team instructor uh, with MoveNet. So that just basically means that I teach certifications 
taking people who are interested in teaching this method to other people. And um, it's, in my opinion, it's one of the best educational systems around understanding progression. Because what I've found, you know, been just like yourself, been in the movement world for a long time. So I've seen a lot of other educational tools and other educational programs out there. And a lot of them will talk about like programming or they'll talk about um, anatomy. They'll talk about a lot of things that are really important, but a lot of times the nuts and bolts of actually getting the thing out there is how well can I take somebody who has zero experience and slowly and progressively build them into having more confident, more control, you know, and more ability. And I think MoveNet does an excellent job of doing that. And so, um, yeah, it's been a, a big part of my journey. It's been a big part of kind of the educational tools uh, in my tool belt, along with a lot of other things that I have, uh, yeah, used to contribute towards helping people to get that exposure towards, you know, not only playing with more natural things like being on a you know tree versus being on a pull-up bar but also allowing people to understand that it's not just a you know full bore okay i'm going to be up on a rail 10 feet high and balancing across it like there's a there's a system to it so you know it might just be balancing on a line on the ground and then it might just be slowly progressing and and i think movenet has done a really good job in helping people to understand progression helping people to understand okay most people are starting from ground zero. They're starting from a very, very, you know, like I said, they've lived a lot of life. And so getting people to understand that, like, it's not just jumping into the deep end of the pool, you know, maybe it's just getting your feet wet slightly and getting comfortable there first, and then just slowly and progressively getting deeper and deeper. Right. I think that's amazing because it's not like the end goal. It's the steps to get there. I've always thought about this in my movement journey of like, we were babies at one point. We we're just like grabbing at the air. We had super strong grip strength for some reason. Like everybody has had a little baby grab their finger. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like look at that grip strength. And then we start to like grab things and that pulls us into crawling, right? So we crawl and then we started to stand up and walk like terribly, <laughs> like not with very good gait and form. And then that kind of led to like biomechanical destruction within our spine because I, I profess this a lot about like the spine should be aligned. I know like, you know, we see in maybe a doctor's office or something like that, like how the spine's in like an S shape, but the more that we can align the spine, that can improve a lot. And, you know, again, just from that babyhood to adulthood, you know, we've, we've kind of had some destruction happen. And, you know, I think that someone like yourself is going to help people unlayer that and then easily and gracefully progress into the more challenging things like, you know, like your videos and stuff, like walking on bars and like dude, doing such natural, amazing, like balanced things and, you know, really grasping a lot of what you've put through your being as practice and now helping others get to those like more grandiose movements, you know, that look very awesome, but are challenging to most, but you make look easy. So that's it. It's not about making things harder. It's about making things more applicable to where you're at. So I think that that's, that's such a, a great you know platform and I know I've seen you grow with that and I know that you use that a lot. So that's why I wanted you to expand on that. But um, I know that, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have a lot of, of gifts with that and, and it probably is giving you 
a little bit more of, again, an elementary way of, of delivering this to people so that they can truly step into their power and, and work with their imbalances. And like you said, not jump into the pool, like test the water, stick a toe in there, you know, feel the temperatures. And then, you know, you know, maybe we'll jump in one day, but you know, we always have each other to help you out of the water too. So. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it too has been, you know, people have gotten stories put on them by a lot of people over the course of their lives. And so, yes, some of it is physical, but a ton of it is the story that people have kind of believed about themselves from other people where, you know, experts or people who have given advice have given advice, um, you know, maybe within good intentions, but have told people that they are more limited than they actually are. And I find this over and over again, where a lot of times the limitation that people have is less about their body and more about them believing that those limitations that someone told them, oh, that that knee's never going to move like that again, or oh, sorry, like your your foot's like you know it's just going to be the way it is. Like I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and we'll you know kind of go through our intake session and I hear this like repetitive like all the stories that all these experts that they've gone to have told them. And I'm like, okay, well, what's your story? What do you believe about your body? Do you believe that it's capable? Do you believe that you, you can have freedom? Do you believe that, you know, and I think the more that we can embrace, not just reclaiming and getting the body back to where it needs to be, but also understanding it, like how we take those things in, make a direct correlation to how we hold and take our body through space. So if you believe that your body is, you know, able to move freely and the way you want to, the way you're going to carry yourself is way different versus if you, you know, somebody's told you like, oh, you're, you know, you're probably always going to have back pain. And then you've taken that and you just repeated that to yourself and repeated it to other people over and over and over and over again, your body's going to store that. Like it's not (laughs) your body and your brain are, they're connected. Like there's, and I think there's a lot of powerful um you know you're kind of talking early on about how like there is this sense of like being a trainer is is like destroying things in some way like allowing for that to get destroyed so that you can create your own sense of what you feel about your body and how you feel about it um i think is really really powerful yeah that is powerful because again i've always thought of like well humans can only talk to themselves so like when somebody starts to tell you what you are, you really need to go within the heart container and see what truth is there. Are they like literally sit, setting, um, you know, lines of limitation or are they like setting lines of expansion? Because like Western medicine is like one of the only um, like allopathic medicine practices that does not incorporate energy. And when we don't incorporate the energy, we start to just throw out like your diagnosis or your symptoms are your diagnosis and this is it like I've had the same thing and like I think that's something that me you and every trainer can can relate on is like Mr. Person who's like I got arthritis and I'm always like well who's this arthritis person like I try to change their scope on what they are actually going through because us humans are like casting spells and what you speak and think shall become so if you're and i've always thought of like orbits and like this toroidal field of energy and it's like a wobble in your toroidal field this like tube torus and like what is that wobble is it like 
um, you know, a knee pain? Is it a shoulder pain? Is it a neck pain? Is it just a mental thing? Like it's a wobble within your, your perfect congruency of your energetic field. So like the knee pain is more so serving you than it is not. And now, you know, when you come into my space, I'm going to get you to change that frequency of how you feel about that feeling, right? Cause the frequency of the feeling is a thing. And now getting people to change their minds on what they are actually going through. And, you know, again, I think it's a repetitive thing. People wait till they're, they're broken to be built back up. So like, you don't want to wait till you're broken to now reach out to a trainer and say, help me, help me, help me. Because now here we go. This, the plot always thickens. Like I work with people, I have like two or three, maybe it can get higher checkpoints of, of what I make sure that people can do. Like, can you put your hands above your head? Can you squat down and like hang out down here with me and garden and uh, do a puzzle on the ground with me? Like, can we hang out down here more than, you know, your comfortability level? Like, how can we like chip away at some of these primal movement patterns that are embedded within us humans? Like you see it from, you know, ancient cultures, just like the, the, the squat. I know that that's something that you're, you're really good at. And a lot of people are not because we don't squat down past the toilet. So when you do that kind of stuff, watch how it can open up the ankles, knees, hips, core, and even help metabolism, you know? So, and then you put your hands above your head and, you know, things can go awry within the spinal structure because your spine is your design, right? And this is it. Like if you can get people to like go a little deeper and then see that like, all right, what this person in a white coat told me I am. Well, what are you really, right? Getting people to question what they've been told and then taking them through a journey and then easily and gracefully do it. Like, I love how you touched on like getting up and down off the ground. Like that's one of my huge things I make people do. I'm like, all right, lay on your back. And like, sometimes that's taxing on people like to just lay down on the floor. And I'm like, well, let's get up. And you've probably heard of like the get up test and like how much you have to like use an object or your knees. Like, can you get up and down off the ground with, with, without your hands and knees or an object. But even if you need those stuff, that, that stuff, then you're at a level. And now watch how we can like, okay, well, this is impeding you from here and, and then drill from there and, and make sure that that is a part of their daily practice so that they are chipping away at these primal things that us humans should be able to do. The, the body is a, is a self-healing bioenergetic machine that literally asks you to move sometimes. And you, you move no matter what. As soon as you open your eyes, you're moving, you're, you're doing different things. But I always say this, in the end of the day, we are moving light and we're more luminescent than we are matter. These bodies are great, but they are light energy vehicles like avatars right i love it the avatar right the we are these avatars with all the elements and how do we you know incorporate all the elements how do we balance our being how do we also challenge our being too because i don't want to just be comfortable with where i'm at i want to be above and beyond i don't want to just be passing i want to be superhuman i want to go to that next level and always take myself higher i'm always looking for something that takes myself higher so like kind of just segueing away from that i always wanted to uh, like talk to you a little bit about the breathing stuff because i know you've really delved deep into the wim hof we kind of touched on that a little bit before but i've been doing wim hof a lot too and uh, the downloads from the divine have come through and helping myself teach others how to make it a little easier 
and it's not like we're submerged and cold, but uh, it does help with some of the cold exposure. So I don't know if like, you wanna just talk a little bit about your journey with like cold exposure and some breath work, maybe a couple practices that you like to do yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the breath work has been, um, yeah, a huge area. I would say it's probably been one of the most consistent threads over the course of my movement journey because I started in, you know, karate when I was super young and then I got into Kung Fu a little bit later and then got into competitive fighting and kickboxing and, and, uh, and then got into a lot more like, you know, fitnessy kind of stuff, uh, like Olympic weightlifting and some of the other stuff that you mentioned. And along with all of those things, breath work is a huge, huge, you know, kind of, um, common thread in terms of what can boost your efficiency, what can allow you to tap into kind of your full potential and obviously Wim Hof is a great example of like what you can do with your breath and um yeah I definitely played around a lot with that um actually did a workshop not too long ago getting to uh, actually get down into uh we got it into some 31 degree wa water um, yeah. that was <laughs> freezing cold with a whole group of guys and it was it was a really electric experience um got to did a movement meditation under a waterfall for an hour or so and oh really like just got to really embrace and experience kind of the, the uh, I think the bigger picture of what the Wim Hof method is about. But I also, for me personally, breath work has just been a consistent across my life. And I would definitely say that for me, probably the most impactful thing um, that I could give to someone in terms of breath work is um, what's often referred to as box breathing or square breathing, which yeah. you may be familiar with. Yeah, yeah, and very familiar it's with probably, um, I mean, my wife is a psychotherapist and she uses a lot in, you know, what she does. I use it a lot in what I do. And basically what it does is it just brings people more awareness for what is the tough part of breathing and what is the easy part of breathing and how well can you control all aspects of your breath? So the problem that most people get into when playing around with breath work is they think about it as being this, um, this, okay, I'm going to like transform my body. I'm going to, you know, astral project. I'm going to do all these like amazing, beautiful right. things, which is cool. Right, and you, you may get to where you can do those things. But I think where a lot of people miss it is that breath work on the front end is more about how much consciousness do you have in what you do on a day-to-day -day basis so getting down on the ground and getting up off the ground is a perfect example of that like how conscious are you when you do that because a lot of people get down and get up because they have to right. but whether or not they're conscious about that is completely different you know it might just be that they fly down to the ground and bust their knee and bust their shoulder and you know and then it's just kind of like throwing their body around in space and they can do it, but there's no real conscious effort there. And what box breathing or square breathing does is it allows you to be more conscious of your breath. So if you're unfamiliar with it, basically it's, it's a very, very simplistic approach that will allow you to um, unlock a lot in terms of your ability to breathe. And starting out, you try to hold very little judgment towards how you're currently breathing. So if you're breathing through your nose, breathing through your mouth, like try not to hold too much judgment. And then you start out typically with four seconds is like the easiest way to start out, but you can even start out with less if, uh, if that feels like too difficult. 
You breathe in for four seconds, then you hold for four seconds, then you breathe out for four seconds, then you hold again for four seconds. And what this does is it allows you to experience every aspect of breath. What most people have never done is try to get conscious about the inhale, the exhale, and the holds on both ends. Mm -hmm. Most people have put a lot of intention towards, okay, I need to take a big breath of air, or I need to take these really, really long exhales, or I need to practice holding my breath. But what a lot of people don't experience is the balance is, you know, all the different layers and how those fit with each other. And so I think as far as, you know, if I was to give anything as far as breath work to someone, that would be the number one thing I would have people do. And you just start out slow and you just work with how you're able to work with it. And then, you know, you actually can boost to where you can feel more and more and more control. And then you can bump it to, you know, instead of doing four seconds, maybe you're doing five seconds or six seconds. Um, and the more you get deeper and deeper into the breath work, that's when you get into, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff and mm-hmm. getting in some weird places mentally and working through emotional trauma and getting to do a lot of other things. But it really just starts with the simple idea of how much can you balance what you can do with your breath. Right. I, I do I do, do a lot of the box breathing with my people as well because it does tap them and my myself even into like a more meditative state like i would always like walk outside with my clients kind of like connect and just check out you know where we're, we're about to train if we're outside but like i'm like okay well let's both shut up for a second and do the four seconds and like kind of use our steps as a guideline of the four 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 breath but that's it like i always kind of educate people on you know, you think there's only two parts to a breath, an inhale and an exhale, but there's that top of the breath and the bottom of the breath too, which are kind of moments of greatness of, you know, maybe we could hold and maybe we can progress and get to those more challenging uh, numbers that we are using for our box breath. And then like I've even done like shamanic breathing where, yeah, you are opening up the veils and seeing beyond this reality and, and just really embodying a lot of that breath and and oxygenating the body like to the deepest level so i love how you use box breath because yeah it's a part of my practice too and it has a really good rate of return for people because like i i don't want to throw somebody just into like a shamanic breathing practice or just throw them into wim hof i'm going to teach them how like if you're chest breathing right like then your your spine's an extension you can start to get down into these like lower belly areas the diaphragmatic breathing here we go you're gonna train your core everybody wants a core and i would always say that like i don't know where what the core is but it's like somewhere in the middle here and in a little bit but here we go we got to keep this away from the higher parts of the chest and the higher parts of the lungs and stick it down low so that we can you know efficiently move load and efficiently you know guide ourselves into to more depths within our breath so i love that i love that about you and how you do you know stick this thing into this thing we call breath into your training modalities because it's kind of an unlooked thing you know by you know and if there's trainers listening in like you should try to incorporate your breathing uh, a breathing practice for your clients because it's going to again allow them to get a little uncomfortable learn something new and then also apply it to life like i do it all the time like 
I had to clean the dojos I worked at, and I think that's the best exercise ever. You want to exercise, you clean your home, you clean your gym for the, the 10 years, right? And, and this is it. I would always notice myself like doing a little bit more br like breathing out of my mouth. And I'm like, dude, shut your mouth. Just breathe in and out of your nose. And like uh, maybe you've heard of Dr. Patrick McCune in the, the Oxygen Advantage. Like, yeah, such a great thing on his like nasal breathing. He's like all about nasal breath. And that really changed up my life and how, you know, daily activities started to become easier on me. My meditations went way more into the, the astral realms and I was able to connect and you're getting like the same things like heart rate variability change like I know the uh, you know the chest press and this and that is going to spike your heart rate the squats gonna get your heart rate variability to change but maybe some breath work to, to get you this cardiovascular health like I think that there's way easier ways to, to adapt and, and get your body to change so I love that about you man this is this has been great um, I didn't know um, if you got a little bit more time, but I was gonna kind of kind of ask you a little bit, maybe if like you, because I'm huge into the spiritual realms. You can see that about me. This podcast is called the Highlight Language Podcast, and I've been you know stepping into these realms of literally speaking light language. My guidance star team has come online, and they're like, dude, do this light language transmissions for people, and just let it flow, let it come out of you. And I didn't know if you had like a little like a spiritual practice that you like to do. Yeah, I mean, my uh, spiritual journey has been a crazy one. So it depends on how much time you got. Yeah, right. I know that's a that's a definitely deep question that you can unpack for an entire day. But like, yeah. I didn't know if you had like a practice that you like to do if you are a meditator or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say my um, my spirituality and my movement is definitely very heavily tied together. And um, I would definitely say that my evolution of kind of where I've come from versus where I am now has been a lot about understanding vulnerability and understanding like what that means um, in terms of, you know, I grew up in a very um, traditional kind of Christian home um, in, you know, in Tennessee, which is like kind of the classic Bible belt like area. And right. so, <laughs> For me, you know, there were layers upon layers of, um, I guess you could say questioning or you could say like um, just wanting to dive differently, yeah. not even deeper necessarily. Just, um, you know, there was the deep dive initially and then there was the questions and then the questions didn't get answered. So there became more questions and then those questions led me down different rabbit holes. And so I went from... Uh, practicing, you know, more traditional Christianity or evangelical kind of, you know, uh, that's kind of what I was born into. And then I kind of migrated to more of like um, practicing like uh, Judaism. So I kind of like uh, transitioned, I guess you could say, to like more Judaism. And um, I went pretty deep in that. And I like was pretty actively involved in that world for like multiple years. And um, I actually got to take a trip to Israel, which was uh, cool. phenomenal and really beautiful and got to kind of experience like a deeper layer there. And then um, from, so yeah, some other things happened that kind of led me down like a, almost more of a Buddhist approach. Um, a lot of, I got really inspired by Alan Watts. If you're familiar yes. with who that is, yes. you know, he's like, Big inspiration uh, for me. you know, a legend in Asheville. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like a pretty well-known person 
most places, but right. Asheville is definitely like a place that, uh, you know, every bookstore is going to have pretty much every single one of his books here. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he was a big inspiration for me in terms of just questioning things, just in terms of asking questions and it feeling safe to ask questions because for me as a, you know, a kid growing up in the church, it was not safe to ask questions. It felt very much like if you asked the wrong question, it was going to be, you're disturbing something like, you, right. no, we don't ask that question. Like it, <laughs> you know, you could ask questions, but they had to be the right questions. And, and so as I like kind of started to unpack a lot of that and kind of got deeper with the questions, it kind of mirrored this sense of like questions and vulnerability kind of got met with like um, this like blending where I felt like as I asked more questions and as I could be more vulnerable, I could ask more questions. So like the more authentic version of me that was showing up, the, the less I was kind of attached to an organized religion and the more I was kind of in this like no man's land to a certain yeah. extent, like yeah. not being attached to like, I, I, I don't consider myself a this or a this or a right. this. And it's like, I think it's really easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm this. Right. And I think for me and to be the most authentic version of myself, I have to just be honest and say, I don't uh, ascribe to belonging to this, right. right? And I think that actually is a big part of my identity. Now, understanding more about myself and understanding more about who I am and who I want to show up in the who I want to show up as in the world is this person who is in constant flux. And yeah. I think the more vulnerable that I am with that, the more hopefully I can give other people the ability to feel vulnerable to be who they want to be or who they want to be um, in terms of, you know, being able to kind of constantly play around in the space. Like I do have a spiritual practice, but it's not really a practice that so much is coming from this religion or right. this like group. It's more like me um, playing with vulnerability, I think is probably the easiest way to describe it. Like yeah. allowing for me to deepen my journey with the connection of other people and the connection of other living things. So getting to, I mean, getting to connect with an animal to me is like a layer of spirituality, it's getting insane. to you know, sit and connect with myself and kind of trying to understand myself deeper, definitely a layer of my spirituality. Um, but yeah, so I, oh, kind of answering beautiful. your question with a question. No, no, that's, that's beautiful because, you know, we had similar lives with that. Like these like fear-based mentalities around religion and spirituality is what led me to have like the similar uh, state of mind like you, like questioning like, well, if I do this, I'm going to burn in a pit of hell. Like, wait a minute. Like, I think that we are okay still, you know? So like I've looked into like omniism right omniism is like all of the religions have something to offer and they're usually kind of like the same offering so i love that how like you went into some other um practices and then you know had the questioning and now like this higher intelligence that connects us all like whatever you want to call that this is it like we're we're here to connect with that and then allowing the the freedom to come through with your movement your emotionality your mentality and then we're all spiritual beings having this human experience so again allowing yourself to really you know digest all the information and have that grain of salt you're taking it in with and then and then obviously going to the heart for the real answers right because the mind will kind of distract you from a lot of these 
these things that we're supposed to be, you know, really diving into, but the heart will, will guide you to those true answers. So thanks for expanding on that. That was beautiful. Um, yeah. Before we go, I wanted to um, have you like explain to people a little bit about how they can find you. So I don't know if you have Yeah. Um, well, again, my name is Seth Budai. I am the Elemental Trainer. Um, you can find me on my website, theelementaltrainer.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram um, as The Elemental Trainer. So pretty simplistic. Um, and I, I do have like a um, public profile in terms of my personal account too. So you can find me on there and I'm always happy to, to chat and to go deeper. And um, I, my business is really revolves around personal training skill specific work so working on specific skills so something like a handstand or a, you know a single leg squat or like a, a specific skill that somebody wants to attain which is kind of like a short-term version of personal training and then uh, i also do mentorship for new coaches so coaches who are you know maybe you've been in the field for a couple of years and you feel like there's a lot more that you can um you know get out of it or go deeper um, or, you know, you just got certified or whatever, and you just don't really know your place in that world and want some help. And uh, so I offer that too. And uh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And then, yeah, he has a very active YouTube as well. Find him on YouTube because he's got very awesome demonstrations on some primal movement patterns that again, us humans should be able to do. Um, something I like to end my shows with and a question is like, maybe you have like a, a an awakening routine or a nighttime routine, like something that you do to like get you up in the morning and get your energies flowing or something that's going to caress you into a nice restful sleep. Like maybe something like that to just to kind of send us off with. Yeah. My absolute favorite way to start my day is joint mobilization, cool. which if anyone's not familiar, joint mobilization is fairly simplistic. It just means that you go through it can be every single joint of the body, or it can just be like the bigger joints of the body, depending on how much time you have and you know what your awareness around those specific joints are. But joint mobilization is just taking a joint of the body and moving it in all different ranges of motion that you can think of. So it could be something like taking the shoulder and just playing around with the movement of the shoulder. So it's not, it doesn't have to be anything specific, um, but the more movement uh, you create, obviously, the more movement that is created in terms of what you're able to do going uh, into your daily life and into whatever you want to do for ultimately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome because I, uh, I have a similar approach to my uh, days as well. It's just moving it and, you know, shaking it up to wake it up, getting the lymphatic system going. And I, I love that. So joint mobilization, that's really cool. So again, all of my listeners reach out to Seth, find him, follow him on his socials and he'll give you all this information and then you can connect with him and, you know, get onto a little bit of a deeper level with yourself and your, your total existence. So, um, uh, I guess before we leave any last words for all my listeners, uh, thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. And, uh, the only thing I would say is if you're going to do any one thing for yourself, I would suggest starting some type of breathing practice. Awesome. Awesome, Seth. Well, this was absolutely epic. It was a blessing to have you on in this highlight language podcast, dude. It's amazing. And like to end, I'm going in. I'm going to do a light language transmission for you so that you have prosperity in your business venture and your bodily movement adventure too. So here we go.
hi a suaka ku rasa pagwata pon pokoso se etehe se etehe se etehe bu aste de kuwanda de ata weso ko pokoso ku wamba rapa ku tuhusu ku fukusu wa pakoso to son to katapaka so to fosoko rapa si rongo rapa kake sakaturishata rande ko Lovely, lovely Seth. Again, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you guys had a wonderful time on this podcast and everything has served you for your highest good. Be sure to leave a review and let me know what you think. And if you want to be a guest on my podcast, let me know. Send me a direct message and we can elaborate on wonderful human topics that us beings should be talking about on this earth. So again, thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon on the next share. I love you.